You're listening to Understanding Disordered Eating. I'm your host, Rachel Heinemann, licensed mental health counselor. Each week, we explore the deeper meaning of our relationship with food and our body. I interview experts in the field of eating disorders and psychoanalysis to bring you the answers about why you do the things you do and bring you one step closer to a healthier relationship with food and yourself. All right, let's get started. Thank you for being here. Now, if you're listening to this episode on its release date, it is Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. And this is episode 21, the last one of the year. I wanted to take a second to tell you thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for listening. We just started this podcast in August and it's already been a wonderful year. I can't wait for what's in store for us together in 2022. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about New Year's resolution because, I mean, that's basically what everyone's talking about now. The New Year usually comes with some sort of sense of renewal, trying to make sense of the year, taking inventory of what happened and a pledge for improvement. So in 2022, this is going to be better and I'm going to be better and it's all going to be better. Let's think about January 2021. Did you create some resolutions, one or more? Did you carry through with your resolutions? Did you even make it through January? Now, why is it that for the most part, when people answer these questions, it's, yeah, maybe I got through January and that's about it? Because we're talking about a period of inspiration now. We're all wishing for a better version of ourselves. And so that's when we say, oh, this is going to be better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get healthy this year. Those are really popular ones. But when the inspiration is gone, what are you left with? If your goals are either unsustainable or unclear, it becomes apparent that it's basically impossible to achieve your goals. The idea of achieving our goals over time is focused on consistency and not motivation or inspiration. That we need to be able to do whatever we need to do in order to accomplish our goals with consistency, no matter what. That means even when the motivation isn't there, even when the end of January, the beginning of February comes around and we're not interested in doing it anymore, we still do it. And that's how we achieve our goals. Now let's reflect on the most popular resolutions that I mentioned before that are going on still to this day. I mean, it's kind of crazy that we still have this diet culture. Maybe I just live in a bubble. Now, what diet culture and really now is more wellness culture because most people aren't going to fall for the fad diet of basically cutting everything out. I think there was like this cabbage soup diet when I was in high school and like all you had was cabbage soup. No one's falling for that anymore. There's this idea of, oh, we're going to get healthy. This is wellness. And that's what diet culture has dressed up as right now. So wellness culture thrives on inspiration, on your motivation today to say, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to sign up for that fancy gym. I'm going to sign up for that cool meal plan or lifestyle situation, whatever they call it these days. And then they snatch you. But... What they promise you 
underneath the surface is that if you do this, you will be a happier version of you, a better version of you. You will like yourself more. Everything will just be better. And we know those are empty promises because even if somebody is able to lose the weight and keep it off, it will never bring them the deep level of happiness that they promised. And so whatever they call themselves, diet culture, wellness culture, we know that it's never going to get you to the place that you need to get. If you want to pursue happiness, that's not going to happen through a diet change. It just won't. But what the wellness culture tries to sell you is that it's your problem. And so you had better create your resolution for January 1st, 2022, because (laughs) we have the answers. You aren't trying hard enough. Now, we know that restrictive diets and this so-called wellness culture have unsustainable goals for you because no matter how they dress themselves up, the physical and the psychological restriction makes it impossible to maintain long-term So that means that you are walking into the trap. Do you want to think about this in December, 2022, that your new year's resolution was a diet to lose weight, to get healthy, whatever it is. And yet again, you couldn't do it. You'll feel worse about yourself. You'll blame yourself. You'll promise yourself this year will be different, but how, how is it going to be different? How is it going to be different from today and last December and the December before that and the December before that? It won't. Now, I don't have billions of dollars to spend on marketing, but wellness culture does. And that's what they've done to all of us. They've made us blame ourselves for something that is not our fault. And so when we think about New Year's resolutions going into January 2022, and the rest of our lives, let's think about working on our relationship with food. Let's work on tackling our disordered eating so that we can actually work toward a better and happier life. So that we're working toward it in its rawest form and not toward wellness culture or lifestyle change or diets that have themselves dressed up as a happier, better version of your life. And so Let's reframe what we want from this year in a way that actually gets you what you need. Now, in order to do that, we have to know how to create goals because if we just say, I'm going to tackle my relationship with food this year and it's going to be great, that's probably not going to happen. And so I'd like to take you a little bit back together with me to my undergraduate years. And uh, when I was in business school, we learned about SMART goals. Now, SMART goals is an acronym for the ways that your goals can be structured in order to actually maintain consistency and achieve your goals. So let's run through this and see if you can take some of this for your January 2022 resolutions, should you decide to make them. By the way, as an aside, if you don't want to do a New Year's resolution, nobody is telling you you have to. So you can skip this if you want. All right, let's jump in. So the S stands for specific. Now, instead of just saying this year is going to be my year of recovery, it's going to be my year of self-growth, really be specific 
in how you want that to look. And so that could mean I'm going to go to therapy. It's going to mean I'm going to read some books on intuitive eating and relationship with food. It's going to mean specific behaviors with your relationship with food that's a little disordered. Now, a specific goal would be something like, instead of working out seven days a week, I'm going to work out five. If that is something that's sustainable for this particular person, something very specific. If your goal is to go to therapy, I'm going to find a therapist and I'm going to go to therapy every single week. Now, it's going to look different for everybody. I can pull some of this together at the end, what an actual goal can look like, but it has to be specific. Now, the M is for measurable. At the end of the day, at the end of the week, month, or year, can you check it off your list or can you exit off your list? It's, uh, did I do this or did I not do this? So if you think about, I'm just going to exercise less, or I'm going to have a healthier relationship with food, or I'm going to work on self-growth, that's not the kind of thing that can be checked off so easily. So if your goal is to be more consistent with therapy, it's, did I go to therapy this week or not? It's a check or an X. It's very simple. If your goal is to work out a certain amount of times during the week, that is maybe less than you're comfortable. Did I do it or did I not do it? It's a yes or a no question. So the measurable is how many numbers? Let's talk specifics in terms of that. The A is for achievable. You have to know yourself. You have to be realistic. If you are restricting a lot and have a lot of your foods and a lot of your situations, maybe the goal shouldn't be something like, I'm going to go out to eat twice a week with my friends and my family and order a fear food every single time. Maybe it looks like something like I'm going to go out to eat twice a month and that's it with no specifics on what you're going to order if going out to eat is particularly anxiety provoking for you. So this one is something that you have to really look inside and ask yourself, what is realistic? It's challenging, but it's realistic. R is for relevant. So what actually makes sense for right now in my life? If you're really actively struggling with an eating disorder, maybe pursuing a degree to further your career, which might be a dream of yours, isn't the best time for it. Or maybe starting a family is not where your body is at right now. Think about what's relevant for you. If this is, if your relationship with food is what's distressing you the most, maybe that's where to start. So the T is for time-bound. Now, this can look like a deadline or just something that's time-limited or cost-limited, time-sensitive, something tied to a time. So the questions you can attach to it is, what can I do now? What can I do in six weeks? What can I do in six months? So for example, my goal is to start therapy. Now, that's just kind of vague, but I can break it down into something that is time-bound and say, by the end of January, I am going to have found a therapist. So we can pull this all together to something specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And we can go with the example of the going out to eat. So say, for example, I'm really struggling with when I go out to restaurants and I get so, so anxious, but I know that it's something that's important to me. My family and friends go out to eat all the time. And it's something I really want to tackle this year. So my goal might look like I will challenge myself to go out to eat twice a month with friends or family. 
I'm not going to say anything more specific about that. It's the act of going out to eat to the restaurant that's important here. So it's very specific. It's going out to eat, measurable. It's twice a month. It's achievable. I think I'm in the place that I can challenge myself. I don't, I probably won't spiral. It will be hard. I'll talk about it with my therapist, but it seems like something that's pretty attainable for me. It's relevant because this is getting in the way of my life right now. And time bound, hmm, let's add, I'm going to reevaluate in May at the end of the month and see how it's going. If it isn't going well, you know what? I'm actually going to change that. I'm going to reevaluate in March because that gives me three months to see how it goes. If I've been doing well, I can change my goal. If I haven't been doing it, then I can change it to make it slightly easier. There are so many recovery-oriented goals that you can work toward in 2022 should you choose to do so. There are so many healthy goals and healthy in the term, in the, in the real terms of what healthy is. Let's focus on those this year. So for example, you can start therapy or higher level of care or start with a dietitian. You can reduce your exercise if you're struggling with that. You can reduce your purging. You can reduce your restriction. You can add fear foods, adding any food challenge that stands out to you. You can increase your time with others. You can journal. There's so many general ideas that you can incorporate into your recovery-oriented goals. Here is to 2022 and to many more new years to come. Self-growth is a lifetime process. So new year, new you could never ever work despite what diet or wellness culture or shiny objects or instant gratification may promise you. But what does work is slow and steady, consistent work. The hard work, the work toward recovery, the work toward actually understanding what's going on with you, and SMART goals. And a good therapist never hurt. All right, y'all. I love you and happy 2022. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed today's episode and you know someone who may as well, please share it. Not only does it help us reach more people, it really makes my day to know that this show is making a difference. All right, talk next time.